To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Murray Olds is with us, as promised, from Australia. And bring us up to speed, please, on that flash flooding Victoria, New South Wales. Windy too. No, oh, Tim, this is a, yeah, it's a day from hell, Armageddon in some places. I mean, wild weather right across southern Australia, as you say, threats of huge floods in eastern Victoria and southern New South Wales. And this has come only days after real scorching conditions. Four homes lost that they know of in the Bega Valley. That's five hours south of Sydney. But proper assessments haven't been conducted yet because it's now too dangerous. Trees were damaged in the fire. Then a long, you know, 5,000 hectares was burnt out. And now they're threatening to fall over after the rains arrived. They had, um, they opened one road to let some locals go in. And when they turned around to come out, they had to get chainsaws in action because trees had fallen over behind them as they went in to inspect their homes. And at the same time, these strong winds, a very wild, cold front. And these strong winds really belted Sydney Airport this morning. More than 100 domestic flights in and out had to be cancelled. Uh, and at one point they were down to just one of the three runways. So it's hell on wheels. Tony Abbott is weighing in on the voice referendum again. He's still a hard no, yeah? Oh, absolutely. This is the fellow who only a minute ago said, God and the Crown can help run contemporary Australia. This guy must have been knocked on the head in the way to the polling booth. Um, <laughs> he, said, he says the voice to Parliament proposal is wrong in principle and practice and, quote, will double down on failure. Now, we have to go to the polls Saturday week. More than a million people already have voted on whether or not to set up an Aboriginal advisory um, committee to provide advice to the Parliament on what might be needed, particularly in remote communities. Well, Tony Abbott, former Prime Minister, suggests everything is completely back to front. He says there's nothing wrong with um, all the advisory bodies that are now in place. He says there's... Uh, 11 federal politicians in the Senate and the House of Reps, any number of federal uh, of, uh, polit uh, of Indigenous politicians at state and territory level. He says, basically, we just simply need to get some advice from local communities. Tony, that's what the voice is designed to do, you knucklehead. Um, he's just come lumbering into this debate. He, sound he just sounds like he's come from the 19th century. I mean, I don't know what makes this guy get up in the morning. I, have, I mean, he's just completely out of touch with everybody in this country except a little right-wing rump. And I dare say they're pretty... I bet they're all white. And they listen to every word. A bit like Trump, the acolytes, the MAGA acolytes of Donald Trump. It's weird. All right. Uh, the King's Head will begin yes. to appear on your coins by the end of this... On, not on the notes, though. But on the coins? Not on the notes at this point, only on the dollar coins. That's right, the first Australian coins to feature King Charles III. Ever since 1953, Tim, uh, as you know, every single Australian coin has featured his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, uh, of course, her coins still remain legal tender, but from the end of this year, her son will appear. Uh, there'll be some slight differences. Uh, his Majesty will be facing to the left, um, as is tradition, because his mother faced to the right. So apparently, I wasn't unaware of this until today, the, the, the uh, uh, monarch that succeeds the late monarch will appear on, the, on coins on the diff, uh, facing the different way. 
Now, the effigy, it doesn't really look like King Charles, I've got to say, but uh, it was uh, approved by uh, Buckingham Palace. The king also does not have a crown, and this is in keeping with the first depiction of Queen Elizabeth on Australian currency as well. We're going to have 10 million King Charles III coins, dollar coins, running through our banks before other, deno- uh, and this is by Christmas, before other denominations yeah. come into circulation next year. Okay. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the uh, portrait's actually going to look like because we still got the Queen on our 20s. Over All here. right, there you go. Not, yep. that, not that I see them very often, but, you know, now and again oh. you, get, you get a 20. It's, it's the green one. Yeah, and right. <laughs> there's something not right. About, something not right about the the teeth. They didn't get the teeth right. They made the teeth look too big. Oh, really? So I just hope they don't do that with the new ones. Um, Is this Her Majesty's teeth look a little large? Than they did in other photographic representations that I have yeah, seen, right. Your Honour. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I had one quick look at King Charles III's teeth today. Looks like he he could eat an apple through a tennis racket. So perhaps they've got them a bit mixed up as well. He could eat an apple through a tennis racket. Well, have a look yourself in the coins in circulation. It's a famous Australian expression, no doubt. Thanks so much for being with us. Always a treat. Murray Olds, Australia correspondent. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.